The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Master Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Man in Light on Max Radio. We're open line till one o'clock today, so whatever's on your mind, be... we'll call it an enlightened, tolerant Tuesday today. Text one double six one double seven. Email studio at maxradio.com. Call sixty six thirteen sixty eight. WhatsApp as well one double six one double seven. Yes, that news about the two lambs, uh, two Texel Cross fattening lambs missing from a field, uh, Burma Road in Andrus. They were last seen yesterday. Uh, They've got green markings on their heads. The farmer was alerted at half past nine this morning when several of the flock were found wandering the lane. If you know about their whereabouts, you're asked to call Ramsey Police Station on 812-234. for Ramsey Police Station for the two missing lambs around Andrus. Uh, so do get in touch if you will. Um, we mentioned this last week and didn't have time to get to it. And I wanted it to kind of filter down because uh, there was a big article in, in uh, last week's Independent on it. Um, in fact, a very good article on it. And it's about Operation Artemis, which ran between February and October last year. 14 people jailed for a combined total of 40 years. Police on the Isle of Man dismantled a long-standing criminal network which trafficked more than a million pounds worth of cannabis to the Isle of Man. And at the backdrop of all this, there's always a call to legitimise, to legalise recreational cannabis. So I just wonder whether you think it will put the criminals out of work if it were legalised, and what uh, ramifications there would be for our society um, on the Isle of Man, were it to ever be legalised. Of course, medicinal cannabis is legal now, but recreational is not. It's still a criminal offence. can get you a, a criminal record. Um, so, Operation Artemis. Lots of work, and now the um, prosecutions and the convictions have taken place. This is one organised crime group that we successfully brought to its knees, really, uh, and that's through the sheer amount of the drugs that we've seized and the money that we've taken off them. That's the nature of the illegal drug trade, unfortunately. Criminals are always looking for opportunities to fill in the gaps. But what we, myself and my team and the constabulary will do is everything we can to, to bring them to justice. It's been patienced by a, a dedicated team of officers who have essentially just followed the evidence that, uh, that was presented to us. There's obviously been a lot of work that's gone into it, but certainly forensics uh, help and they point us in the right direction. But there's also an awful lot of other uh, bits and pieces, if you like, that need to go towards getting these successful convictions. Detective Inspector Jamie Tomlinson there reflecting on a nine-month operation dubbed Artemis which targeted criminals working between the UK and the Isle of Man. In total police recovered more than 54 kilos of cannabis as well as a quarter of a million pounds in criminal cash that destined for Merseyside. Five vehicles modified with hidden compartments were used to traffic the spoils of the network as D.I. Tomlinson 
explains. This was one of the vehicles that was taken from a male. Uh, you'll just see, if you, if, you, if you zoom into the rear seats there, you'll see that was a, a secret compartment uh, and that's where a quantity of uh, cannabis was, was found. That was actually activated through a, a switch in the front of the vehicle. The Volkswagen, uh, this was driven by a female called Sheila Starkey um, and there was nearly £100,000 worth of cash seized from the centre console and again you'll see there that that's a specifically made vehicle hide quite sophisticated as well. There he was, Jamie Tomlinson, D.I. Tomlinson, talking about the lengths that these people go to. Well, they are ingenious, there's no doubting about it, very intelligent, some of them. Of course, it's a perversion. They are criminals and they're preying on the vulnerable. They trade in human misery and some of that misery has filtered down to the Isle of Man. They're here to take money from people who want to use recreational cannabis and filter it back to the gangs, the criminal, vicious, venal gangs in Merseyside. Chief Constable Gary Roberts says drug trafficking is a societal issue and as long as there's people who take drugs, it will always continue. The people who deal cannabis are often sophisticated, organised criminals who can be ruthless and the exploitation of some of the people in, in this case has been pretty ruthless. It's the way that they've crossed the border and the way that bookings have been made and, and an extensive number of people have been used to bring drugs to the island. It's sophisticated in the way the network operates on the island, so that's people who coerce or cajole others into supplying drugs and looking after drugs. And it's sophisticated in the way that some of the um, vehicles that we've seized have been adapted so that they have within them secret compartments within which the drugs were hidden. So at every level it's sophisticated. And then the laundering operation involves money leaving the island and entering the banking system in the UK, there's some sophistication to that too. I think there are people, maybe not necessarily on this operation, but in others where they have received really significant threats. So there was a case two, three years ago where a man had his pet dog shot by a, a, an organised criminal group in Liverpool to force him into doing this. We've had cases where we know that shots have been fired at people's homes in Liverpool, and as a result, they brought drugs to the island. So we're dealing with really wicked, nasty people. And it's understandable in some ways that vulnerable people get drawn into this. The challenge for society as a whole is to spot the vulnerable people and to do things to protect them. I just wonder what you think about where it is that we go from here. Obviously, Artemis is now history. It has happened February to October last year. There's no doubt about it. There will be drugs circulating on the Isle of Man. No doubt there's going to be somebody sitting at a port on the West Coast desperate to bring some drugs to the Isle of Man to sell them because they get more money. Uh, for drugs on the island. We're an affluent population and supply and demand operates in the criminal world of drugs as it does in the legitimate world. So what do we do? How do we approach this in the future? I am delighted to say that the retiring Chief Constable Gary Roberts, who you heard there talking about this operation, Gary Roberts is going to be on Man in Line. Before he officially retires, Gary Roberts will be on just to chat about possibly drugs, but many other things. It's down to you what you want to chat to Gary Roberts about. His tenure as Chief Constable has been, broadly, has been a very successful one. So we'll talk to Gary Roberts about his successes, perhaps where he thinks there's been issues, and what's going to happen in the future. But he's got a unique perspective, and we're happy to be putting that on Man in Line uh, in the next few weeks. Gary Roberts, retiring Chief Constable, will be on Manx Radio. Uh, the theory of population increase 
says uh, to politicians, Treasury says to politicians, we need about £20 million to cover the increase in civil service and pension. Politicians say we can't increase taxes or other income from the public. The only answer is to increase the population for more income to the government. This is the 15,000 uh, that uh, we're uh, supposed to be getting. Uh, to take us up to 100,000. Uh, one of all your callers yesterday regarding the steam packet, this is Terry who uh, texted in on uh, 649, all your callers regarding the packet and the electric cars, how do they think that the cars arrived on the Isle of Man? No roads to drive them here. Electric cars came here on the steam packet. Thank you, Terry, for that point of view. Obviously, we're getting more and more of the darn things. So um, what's going to happen when... There may be come a time when it's majority electric vehicles on the boat. Uh, Julie, it's noted, says Fran, it's Valentine's Day next week. The trouble is there are no florist shops open in Ramsey. Is that true? Can't you buy flowers? In, I'm sure you can buy flowers in Ramsey College, but a dedicated florist shop? Um, T says, Andy, we got the NHS is going to have a crisis on its hands if they keep out dishing opiate-based painkillers for minor elements. If you look at America, uh, the medicinal use of cannabis wouldn't be addictive or cause the major side effects associated with opiate medication. Cannabis is easier to harvest and has many pain-relieving chemicals. Uh, obviously, THC, CBD, epilepsy, Parkinson's and depression has been and is being treated with cannabis and is proven successful mild recreational regulated cannabis would be great for tourism and trade says t well the crunch is coming where that's concerned obviously the population has to make a decision um i can't remember when we did uh, the round robin of the candidates before the last election um what most i think most people agreed medicinal cannabis yes recreational cannabis it varied from no ever to not yet Housing issues, uh, says June. What about the static home sites? Now, come on, this would offer short and long-term accommodation at a cheap price. The UK has got many static caravan sites which offer cheap accommodation. These homes are quick and easy to set up. Building costly homes that no one can afford isn't sustainable. Well, this question of modular houses uh, and how they are built and where they go... Well, I would ask you one simple thing. Would you like a modular house next to your house? Do we file modular houses under wind turbines? Great in practice, in principle, but in practice, what do you do? Uh, we should have medicinal cannabis, says 400, but we don't need gangsters for recreational cannabis. Well, the trouble is at the moment, that's the only line that's open. It's in the dark world of criminality that recreational cannabis gets to the Isle of Man uh, and uh, a, f a message in we've got here um, that uh, there are lots of uh, I've got lots of people dubbing in drug dealers here <laughs> which I'll pass on to the police if it's all the same to you. Thank you, Anne, for that information. I'll pass that on to the police. And uh, here's a message in that says, catching this gang just means somebody else will take their place. It's like putting your hand in a bucket of water and hoping to leave an impression, says Des. Okay, Des. <clears throat> so what's the answer, Des? 
Do we accept that there will always be criminality with drugs and just shrug our shoulders and leave the vulnerable in society to the criminals? Do we leave it to them? Do we leave it to the fact that people with massive drug debts on the northwest will be sent to the Isle of Man as mules bring in drugs to the Isle of Man? What do we do about it? Or we ju do we just say, doesn't matter, it's always going to happen? Des, what is the answer? I'm sure you've got one. David's on now. Hi, David. Hi, Lanny. Just quickly after yesterday's one regarding um, the training at the uh, the college there, and uh, a couple of guys were on to me about what about the future and the green money that's available that should be given to, a say, a government department, say the college, to uh, train young apprentices and retrain or reskill those people who are in a trade uh, which should be going into PV panels, solar heating, all sorts of different things that are coming on, fixing electric cars. You would you know think I mean? you would think that the government, with their you know with their bank of money, would be running out and grabbing anybody who either can't find a job or looks like they're good with their hands, and just saying, skill up for the future, as you say, become a PV panel yeah, uh, installer. Expert. You'll be in work yeah. for forty years. Yeah, well, that, that's the same thing. I mean, I've got evacuating tubes on my garage there and they produce quite a bit of uh, water uh, for the property there. Now, I'm getting a bit older now to climb about on roofs and stuff like that. So wh what do I do? Which companies do I go to? Where, where's the expertise? Where somebody's going to actually fix them or you know what, one of the tubes? When they talk about green jobs, surely getting on board <laughs> with this, that's a green job, isn't it? Well, that's what I would say. It's tooling ourselves up for the, the future. It's to make sure we're, we're more efficient with the properties we've got. Uh, we don't, it doesn't cost us too much in electricity. Because don't forget, the biggest target's going to be when we're off the 26 pence per unit, where's it going to be? Uh, and also, I think we've got to work on keeping skills on the Isle of Man and making sure that uh, we were talking about yesterday, you know, gas, electric, oil fitters stay here yeah. and, and earn a good living. There's nothing. I mean, these pe th yeah. th those fitters should earn a, a good living, surely. Yeah, they should be. And, and, and they, ca they can be. And we'll, we'll only suffer then because then we start to trade or bring people in from the UK. What happens is people get hit. And then there's no guarantee, there's no comeback on it. But, Andy, I want to mention another thing. When you park your car in Douglas, what's the first thing you do? Uh, I normally put a, a disc in. <laughs> Great. That's the thing. Do you know what? You can't get any discs in the Isle of Man anymore because the department has stopped doing them. I went down the other day, couldn't find it like you do. You can't find a disc, do you? Went straight to the sea terminal, went through the door and said, can I have a couple of those discs uh, um, thing? We're not doing them anymore. But when I was in the department at the DOI, they made money. That people advertised, insurance yeah. companies, I forget was on it. It used to uh, be the, the parking controllers. You normally had half a dozen in their pockets as well. Well, there isn't any. And you know what? Uh, to be fair to the person said to me, all you ought to do is put a piece of paper up with your, de your, your name and the time and the, and the date and whatever. Do you know what I did? But I never got caught. And I, I wasn't doing it maliciously. I did put a piece of paper on the, on the thing saying I was only about going to be 30 minutes to go into government office. And I put it on the, uh, the dashboard. And what I did, I came back and thought, oh, the disc has gone. Lucky enough, I haven't been doing nothing like that. But you know what I did? No. Went out the car, slammed the door, 
right? Oh, and what uh, happened and is... And down it went. It went down the thing. Now, can you, can you explain? Where's, where's my witness to say that um, I did this? I didn't have anybody in the car. Well, if you have a disc which is a little more stronger and tougher, isn't it? You put it up there. Well, that's interesting. I wonder where the discs are, whether they've abandoned discs. Well... What what do we do then? Do we all carry notepads with us and uh, stick a uh, little print stick, you know, on on the windscreen? And is it legal? I, d- I don't know whether it's it's legal or not. Or uh, would a traffic warden say, uh, uh, you, you know, everybody says that, and then you get a ticket? We don't want sixty quid with tickets, do we? Well, rest assured, we've put the question in, by the way, to the department uh, DESC about uh, about verifying, um, you know, the courses for gas fitters and oil fitters and electric fitters and what have you. And as soon as we know the official answer, uh, we'll let you know. So use some of the green money to, to invest in Well, the that'll future, be interesting. Like when it. we come to the, the, the budget next, uh, you know, soon, uh, what's going to happen yeah. to that, whether that green budget has been rolled over or just it's disappeared down the cracks? Yeah, they've got, I believe they've got plenty of loft insulation and light bulbs in a warehouse somewhere. Okay. All right, thanks, See David. Cheers right. now. Uh, as to the previous contributors, says Mark... Uh, dropped me an email regarding global temperatures, claiming climate change isn't real because it was cold in one place for a period, is unscientific and not a method for obtaining factual data. It's mere anecdotal, surely that's useless. Climate's measured over long periods, not by snapshots. The long-term trend is without disputes showing an ever-increasing global average temperature, says Mark, and that takes into account local fluctuations. The increasing temperature fluctuations cancel out the dips in temperature and add further to the increase. The Alaman recorded its highest temperatures for a year last year, for a year last year, in line with the UK and the rest of the world. So saying it's cold over there, we're talking about the eastern seaboard uh, in the United States, uh, therefore climate change isn't real, is meaningless, says Mark. Mark, this is Mark's words. Climate science is studied in a far more responsible way than that. Thankfully, uh, we can get an accurate picture of what is really happening. Thank you, Mark, for that. Mark's opinion. And um, uh, a note in, by the way, Oh, regarding the Police Federation. Do you remember uh, there was a note yesterday about the Police Federation talking, um, saying there was serious concern about the pay for police officers. DHA and the Police Federation's agreeing that the recent survey of serving police officers relating to pay is a cause for serious concern. The cost of the living crisis has brought the issue of police pay into sharp focus, says uh, the DHA. Uh, obviously, police officers in the Isle of Man, they say, are a vital part for the community, working long, unsociable hours under difficult circumstances. Obviously, investigating drugs criminals is what you call difficult circumstances as well. Well, apparently, the DHA and the Federation have committed to work together to find a solution to the issues highlighted by the Federation. Remember, the Federation is the... Um, well, you can't say it's a union. Uh, it's a statutory staff association for police, constables, sergeants, inspectors, chief inspectors, and specials, community police officers. Um, uh, under labor law, the police is prohibited from uh, joining ordinary trade unions to defend pay and working conditions. So we'll see what's happened. Oh, John Moss is in. Uh, for what's been happening, John? Uh, yeah, just something um, that uh, David Quirk was talking about, the parking discs. Yep. Um, we covered this on the news about three weeks ago. Apparently, they're negotiating uh, a new sponsorship deal with the parking discs, but it's not going to be available, or they won't have completed the, the deal talking until March or sometime. So in the meantime... 
they're telling people to use bits of paper until the new discs actually come into circulation. That's, as I understand it, that's, I was told, down at the travel centre. Maybe there'll be a secondary market in old parking discs. I think I've got 12 in in the little runaround. Well, we you're the, the reason road. there's no parking discs. Uh, if you've got 12, 12 there somewhere. we are. I'm sure we, or maybe the most retro one we'll find going back years, because it was years that they, so when do they think it's going to th- happen? I was told sometime around March, um, <laughs> That they hopefully the negotiations will have been completed and these new discs will be uh, signed up uh, and put in uh, circulation. While you're still here, you've been uh, having an ear in, with the politicians this morning. A big increase in parking fines at Nobles in January. Yes. What was that about? Well, interestingly, I've just been out to Nobles to see um, if, in fact, there were people parked in all the WNR lines and there weren't. There were lots of spaces available up in Nobles, yeah. both in the main car park and across the way by the rugby pitches there. There's parking uh, available available there. But I did speak uh, to Chris Thomas, and you'll be able to hear that interview. Um, they ha- they were asked by uh, Nobles, basically, to crack down. Do you remember it was said that people used to park their cars there yeah. and go into town? Uh, um, so that's a question I asked him as well. Is that true? Um, is that the reason why this crackdown is happening? Because it is happening. They have been requested to the DOI to actually stop people parking on W line. So Because apparently people do just abandon their cars and go in. Is it the DOI that issues the tickets now? Uh you, we're going into something that I had I didn't pursue. I think yeah, it's I a private wondered, firm running it. Isn't yeah, it? Uh, well, whether it's it seems to change, doesn't G, it? It was G four S for a and while. It isn't. Yeah, you, you yeah, don't and know. also I don't know whether it's the Braddon parking bylaws that they're in for because of course they built the hospital never knowing that everybody was going to be jamming in the car park every day well it was one of those things that happens over time and people develop they see an opportunity and use it yeah. uh, or theoretically we don't know if and presumably the vagas car park that's used as the overspill that must be is that a government car it, park? well if you look at it, it says nobles hospital parking in it oh i see so you can actually park your car there i yeah. mean it would seem pointless if the vagas are using it the weekends and things for it just to be empty the rest of the time. So it would seem to make sense to make it available as an overspill. I just wonder now, you've been doing this a long time, John. The uh, the rumour is, and the skeet is, that at some point we're going to be paying to park at Nobles Hospital. Can you ever see that arriving? I, I am uh, amazed. Uh, people complain about parking on this island, but if they went across... Um, you, you park for five minutes and it costs oh, you. Good grief. Uh, we are actually very fortunate in that we do have quite a bit of free parking if you obey the rules. Uh, there are certain parks where it says two hours only, one hour mm. only, half an hour only. And if you go over that, you get fined. But it is free. Uh, that particular space of time is um, free. Most people who come from across are absolutely fascinated. Yes. The fact you can park for free, for free. And, and not get towed away. Towed away. We don't get people being towed away. That is a horrible thing to find your car's disappeared and you've got to pay £200 to get it out of a, an enclosure. It's something we don't have over here. We are fortunate in quite a few ways, but the rules is the rules uh, and you have to obey them. Have you ever used the app at the airport yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't because I haven't been on holiday for three years because of various things, COVID, I haven't actually been anywhere or needed the airport apart from dropping people off occasionally um, in which case you don't uh, need to go in the car park. Okay John thanks for being with us today good to talk to you it's half past 12 on Man in Line. Right I say when you're looking for the perfect bathroom get your silly walk over to Pacesetter where you'll get friendly help and advice on bathrooms that will work for you from practical accessible bathrooms for ageing users to the ultimate in luxury designs with walk-in showers and wet rooms with no inquisitions dead birds or hard sell. 
You'll always be on the bright side of life when you see the stunning range on display at Pace Setter Tile and Bathroom Studio. Harris Terrace Douglas. Or search online for Pace Setter Douglas. Discover a great value trip away this year with Steam Packet Holidays. We have a huge array of ferry excursions and holiday packages available. Why not take a city break and indulge in culture and cuisine? Or head for a relaxing long weekend in the countryside? Take the family or just a good book? There's a Steam Packet holiday for everyone. Call Steam Packet Holidays today on 645 7 to find out more and book. Or visit our travel shop in the sea terminal. Athol Garage in Balasala doesn't just service and repair any make or model of car. They also operate a recovery vehicle to rescue you and your vehicle from anywhere on the island. See? Aren't you glad we went to Earthall? For top quality work from Nissan factory trained technicians, dedicated aftercare, and now recovery too. Athol, a garage to swear by, not swear at. Book now at athol.im or call the A-Team whenever you need them. 820082. Treat someone special this Valentine's Day with two main meals for £20 in the Neb at Tinwold Mills. From Monday the 13th to Friday the 17th, 11.30 to 4.30. Tinwold Mills, your one-stop shop for Valentine's gifts. We're off on another trip to our historic radio ship, the Ross Revenge, for another Caroline North. We're playing the best music from the 60s, 70s, 80s and into the 90s. We got some lovely chocolates to give away from Thornton's in France and a bottle of wine. And we're sponsored this time by Felix Stowe Offshore Radio. Join us this weekend at Radio Caroline North, live from the Ross Revenge and Manx Radio. Radio Caroline North, back on 648 and 1368 AM. This is the Isle of Man talking. The Man in Line. Faster Mike, good afternoon. 28 minutes before one. Tony's on now. Hi, Tony. How are you doing, Andy? How are you today? Good, thank you. Um, just two things. One, uh, I was concerned about Bonzo having an explosion yesterday. Uh, he seemed to get very, very upset about the fact that Kroger have advertised. It's amazing. Um, he, he, he's against Kroger, I, I guess, but he doesn't tell us where we can invest in his wind farms that are secret, that we could rent out for billions of pounds to the seabed. I don't care whether Kroger drill or not, but I think it's a good idea to let them try. And I don't see why we should not support it. Um, because it will give the one thing that we haven't got, independent power supply. And if, until we get independence, you are going to be under the potential of what happens in the rest of the world. And that does not look great at the moment. So I think it's a good thing that these people are going to go and try and do this. And I don't see a problem if somebody wants to invest in it. It's up to them. If you go and look at their website, now Bonzo was first seeing very clearly that it was all going to go to the UK. But in actual fact, the field he was referring to, Morecambe Bay, is being shut down. And I don't see them taking the gas over there because the plant that was doing Morecambe Bay gas is being shut down as well, and basically it's different gas. That is, Morecambe Bay is not clean gas, it's got a lot of condensate. This is supposed to be dry gas that we're getting from Crocker. So there is a difference technically. Um, I think that Crocker is, is going out there and asking, do you want to think this is a good idea or not? And I think the Manx government is not saying anything as usual. 
we should be saying, that's a good idea, crack on with it, go ahead, try it out, see if it works. If it does, then very good, because it won't do any harm because there'll be people employed. And there'll be a support services. You wouldn't take a support service out of the UK. It'll be a lot easier to bring it out of here. So, so I, I mean, well, luckily, um, and in fact, uh, I've stuck, uh, steered away from having the people from Kroger on, uh, but the chief exec, uh, Richard Hubbard, will actually be on Man in Line in a couple of weeks' time because at the moment, obviously, I, I think it's a funding round that they're doing, and I'm not going to go either way regarding that. But when that's closed, then the people from Kroger will be on Man in Line, and we can hear what they have to say. And whether or not, as Bonzo says, whether or not they're going to turn right and send the gas to Morecambe Bay so that it's brought ashore in Morecambe, or whether it comes to the Isle of Man, we'll hear de- definitively what their plans are and and because uh, uh, Tony, I mean, they talk in telephone numbers now. I think you've been in the petrochemical industry. Telephone numbers are normal in that industry, but in most industries, they're not normal. So most people don't understand the telephone numbers that may be, you know, coming from this industry. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Most people don't understand because when you do a development like this, this won't be a, a large-scale development, so it's not like some of the other bigger ones, but it will be a development, and it will cost millions. And that upfront money will have to be found to be able to get your gas to shore, because you've just got a platform. You've first of all got to drill the well. Then you've got to put a platform or a jacket over, which is a permanent production platform. Then you've got to put a pipeline in somewhere. doesn't matter where because you can't take the gas and put it in a, in a tank and take it ashore. So it's got to be pipelined. And the other thing is you've got to have a facility somewhere that will receive that gas. So whatever Bonzo says, he's basically nay saying what they've got on the website, which he says, it says quite clearly. And it's, if they're lying, then that's fine. Bonzo's right. But they say quite clearly that they will share whatever is brought up from that gas field with the Manx government. Now, I don't know what that means. I'm sure at some stage we'll find out. But I think Bonzo should really give them a chance. I mean, Tony, sharing it with the Manx, that could mean that for however long it lasts, 15 years, 10 years, 20 years, however long it lasts, we could be having very cheap gas and electricity on the Isle of Man. You could, but the, the, I, don't, I don't think it matters whether it's cheap. What it is, is you're not paying for it to be transported around the world. So it will actually be better, plus the fact as a Manx-registered company, they will pay corporation tax, which is a, a good thing, isn't it? I don't hear any wind farm companies setting up on the Isle of Man so that we can bar- borrow some of their money or get some of their money in corporation tax. So... I, I don't have a problem with Kroger. I think it's, a, it's worth looking at. Let them look at it. But the government should be at least saying we're waiting interestedly to see what comes up instead of absolute silence like they do. And I think the, you, the comment about the parking discs, that's because, and this is a different subject, but still the same issue, the government doesn't say anything because they don't tell you the truth. What they do is wait until you find out and then say, oh, yes, we forgot to tell you. They don't want parking discs because they're going to get rid of all free parking. That's where it's coming to. Tony, Tony, really? 
I'll tell you what. We'll wait and see. I will predict that there's less and less and less parking available. And what there is for parking discs is getting less and less. But there's no more other parking being built for paying with a pay and display. So essentially, this whole policy is to drive us not to drive cars. Oh, it's an anti-car agenda. Well, yeah, I think it is. I think if you listen carefully to what's said, all the policies and all the actions done by all the ministries and all the departments are driving towards no cars. We can have a, a city where you walk. Of course, the rest of us in Ramsey and Peel and everywhere else, we don't count. Maybe they could start then at the next general election. The first thing all new MHKs get is a bicycle. I think that's an excellent idea. And the other thing is that we need to take all their cars off them, remove all their car parking spaces. And if we've got a problem with civil service pensions, we need to cut the civil service. We need to reduce the amount of people that are counting things so that MHKs can stand up and give us numbers. OK. All right. Thanks, Tony. Good luck, Andy. Good to hear from you. Thank you for that. Betty's with us now. Hi, Betty. Hi, Andy. I just thought I'd let you know that I was so um, concerned about parking at Nobles that I took it up with two of the ministers, the chief minister, Alfred Cannon, and Dr. Allenson. And both of them assured me that there were no plans to charge for parking at Nobles and that they thought it was probably a horrible idea. Uh, what do you think about charging for parking at Nobles? Oh, definitely shouldn't. <laughs> um, the idea from Dr. Allenson was that they would have disc zones so that... Um, people who were using park and ride at present couldn't probably do it because they were only allowed to stay there for two hours unless they had special form or something from the hospital to say they were patients, visitors, or they were had an appointment. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed where that's concerned, but as far as you're concerned, keep the parking free at Nobles, Betty. Oh, definitely, uh, because I think it's cruel to put this extra burden on people who are ill. OK, all right, thanks, Betty. We appreciate your call. OK. Thanks, bye-bye okay. now. Um, I just wonder what you think. And again, if you're listening to uh, Max Radio from off the Isle of Man, I can confirm at our hospital you park for free as long as you want as long as you want. If you're visiting, if you happen to be going in for treatment, you don't have to panic, you don't have to run around and do a pay and display or put a card anywhere. We have free parking on the Isle of Man. I know! What a notion! Here's Julian now. Hi, Julian. Hi, Andy. Uh, yeah, you had a chap called Mark, I think, that texted in earlier saying about um, you can't just do a spot check on um, temperatures around the world. And that is true. So, I think he probably needs to look at NASA's new version 6.0 global average lower tropospheric temperature reading, which is the 15 NASA satellites that are set up to analyze every square inch of the lower troposphere, basically the atmosphere that we live in, up to Everest. 
And that is reporting that it's three quarters of a degree cooler since 2016. Um, there's also some other interesting activity going on. It's the lowest solar activity in 400 years. I mean, the solar disk at the moment is barely a sunspot to be seen and has been for many, many months now. Um, there's been a second La Nina event in the Pacific, which is cold water rather than El Nino when you get the warm one, which drives all kinds of weird things. And then they're saying that it looks like there could be a third one, which has never been seen before. So we'll see how that goes, or at least not by humans that have measured it. And then you've got the Hunga Tonga sea volcano eruption last year, that which is amazing satellite shots, uh, even on YouTube. You see that thing going up and a satellite captured it. Um, and that's been throwing up massive amounts of ash into about 20 miles up into the atmosphere. And then it's dispersing and causing a slight haloing effect on the atmosphere, which, of course, inhibits the sun's warmth into the atmosphere. So there's various things going on. Um, and what you also, as I mentioned yesterday about the theory of the sun influencing things, when the sun diminishes every 400 years, Japan, if you look at the 11 out of 12 big volcanic eruptions that have happened over the hundreds of years, they've all happened within the grand solar minimum, and they reckon it's the background cosmic rays that we hear about interfering with the surface tension in the lava. And what you tend to find is massive earthquakes and lots more volcanic eruptions around the world. And we've seen Reykjavik's been going. Um, you had uh, Montserrat Island a year or two ago. So there's, there's kind of pointing towards it, but it is interesting that the 15 NASA satellites are showing a three-quarter of a degree lowering in overall temperature for every square inch of the Earth since 2016. So that's kind of what he's asking for, but I think he needs to read that version 6.0 global average lower tropospheric temperature reading. And I think I was reading a couple of weeks ago, it was NASA reported, hasn't the ozone layer repaired over Antarctic? Uh, correct, yeah. But um, that is also influenced by what's going on with the sun far more than what's going on with um, CFCs and things in chemistry of, you know, things going on. So the sun is a huge influence on the world. Um, I mean, it's a huge, I mean, you know, if you think how many thousands of times bigger it is than the, than the Earth, I mean, and it's a huge nuclear bomb going off all the time, you know, there's a lot of energy. And, and of course, the magnetic fields as well influence with ours. So, um, Just run that way, bit about the surface. On. Run that bit about the surface tension of the lava again. What was that? What you tend to find is uh, volcanoes with with a, a higher concentration of silica in them. The cosmic rays tend to interfere with the um, with the surface tension, which means they're easy, you know it's thinner. It's a bit like warm oil in an engine, and you tend to find that it's easier for them to erupt. That's what they that's what they think it is. OK. All right, Julian, thanks for calling today. Thanks very much. Good to hear from you. Uh, cannabis legislation. This is a WhatsApp 602, Andy. Cannabis legislation and education is key to move this forward. We need to protect our children, please. After Artemis, we're talking about and the fact that these criminals have been now locked away. What's going to happen in the future? Stop prosecuting our children now, says this WhatsApp. It's been going off. 25 years and still there's no learning we've just taken the money we're in a unique position here education is the key and medical cards are working in many states now in germany next year our children's future is more important and they'll be choosing one day legislation now needs to be updated regarding cannabis legislation 
and a vote on this needs to happen, says uh, this was Apper. Uh, because the the police may have seized these criminals, these creatures, uh, but of course there's lots of money in it. There is a fortune in it. Hundreds of thousands, millions of pounds uh, change hands through the sale and supply of illegal drugs. And we are privileged as an Isle of Man. We're an affluent island and we're relatively crime-free. But drugs are on the Isle of Man. In fact, only last night, do you remember, there was a warning from some dodgy ketamine that was on the Isle of Man. Not many people, a tiny minority of people use ketamine, but there was a dodgy batch, and I think it's half a dozen people had to go to hospital because of it. And we're all impacted by this. Big John here. Uh, from Laxey. I think it's unfair the chief constable has said his officers need a pay increase. The situation is desperate. It looks from the outside looking in. He who has the most leverage will get a pay rise. We're all struggling but we can't all get a pay rise otherwise the government will be broke. Uh, we need to all bear the strain, says Big John in Laxey, George in Ballacella. Um, all that, tune in to uh, Man in Line when my lunch breaks uh, permit. Thank you, George. Good to hear from you. Just want to throw in my two penneth regarding the previous debate on cannabis. I think legalising it will be a great way to draw in new tourism to the island. And take a look at Amsterdam, for example. We could even think about hosting an event or competition to really put the Isle of Man on the map. Toker's Trophy for the TT will be a great place to start. Well, we're being lighthearted, but this is a situation, this is something that is, is with us every day. It is around our school gates. It is around streets, every street on the Isle of Man. There will be people wanting to sell drugs. So how do we approach it? How do we mitigate it? Do we criminalize it? Do we legislate? Do we legitimize it? Do we, do we make it legal? Is it in charge of the government? If you're going to buy cannabis, where would you buy it? Would it be at a health store, at a chemist, a pharmacy, or at a supermarket? Who would sell the darn stuff? Text, email, call, WhatsApp, whatever you want to do, get in touch. We're open line through till one. Right now, there's an opportunity. An opportunity to provide secure, clean energy for the Isle of Man. An opportunity to provide jobs, to use our natural resources to help our people. The opportunity of energy independence for the island. Visit Kroger.in now to see how we're working to provide 20 years of safe, local energy as we transition to a green economy and how you could be involved. It's an opportunity we can't afford to miss. They're Switch and Save compromising by switching from the familiar to something cheaper. And there's ShopRite Switch and Save. There's no comparison, because there's no compromise. Only ShopRite has hundreds of Sainsbury's alternatives to the usual brands. Quality you can be 100% sure of at up to 35% less. Save over a third at the checkout. With stores across the island, why shop anywhere else? ShopRite. Proudly locally owned. It's time to fibre charge your broadband with Manx Telecom. Our all-inclusive Wi-Fi promise means guaranteed average speeds and our lowest latency. Perfect for gaming. With personalised expert installation, unlimited home support and next day fix. Plus lifetime equipment replacement too. Visit mt.im forward slash fibre and fibre charge your home with Manx Telecom. 
Excited about starting your new business but feel daunted by accounts, tax and VAT? Then talk to Nicola Bowker & Co. before you do anything else. From expert advice to getting a helping hand, Nicola Bowker & Co. can help and guide you. Call 861 271. Have you got the greatest love story ever told? Nominate your one love on the Manx Radio website and on Valentine's Day, we could be surprising them with a bouquet of red roses and a Love IOM gift card with £150 to spend at participating island businesses. Entries close at midnight on Sunday. So nominate your one love and let your heart win with your nation station, Manx Radio. The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio. Nine minutes before one. Jed's with us now. Hi, Jed. Hi. I was a little bit perplexed when I heard David's claim that we've run out of parking discs. Did did I hear that right? Well, the ones that you get from the government, you know, the cardboard ones. So the, the people who are in charge of parking and enforcing parking tickets. They've run out of the discs. This is similar to like a, a cafe running out of coffee, tea and, and milk, isn't it? Well, it, would, it seems it's not the best planning, is it? Well, this throws open a whole new world, really, into parking enforcement, because if people are being recommended to put a handwritten note um, on the dashboard, surely there's so many uh, opportunities for uh, a defence. I mean, what if someone hasn't got a pen that works or the handwriting isn't that good or the, the piece of paper is a bit scrunched up? Is there some sort of uh, guidelines for this? Perhaps Manx Radio could issue some uh, news or... Well, I think it will be... It's an opportunity along. to... Uh, it's an opportunity con- to contest a parking fine, isn't it? Well, it makes you wonder whether there's been a store of parking discs you know, and the boxes have been disappearing, you know, month after month. And is it something quite simple where they failed to make a, an order? Because, in all effect, this is ridiculous. Well, well they say that the, 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 new, the new ones are on the way, but uh, it's not exactly joined up government, is it? Um, I think it's really sad. Um, I think, really, to, to fall, you know, like this, to, to really drop a a clangor, if you like. Um, it, it just reflects very badly on the department and how we do things and our whole approach to parking and, and road enforcement. But I'll leave that with you, perhaps some clarification from your news department on what style of font or calligraphy or, you know, whether we can use felt tips, biros, pencils, or just do a simple cartoon just to demonstrate when we stopped and parked our car. Yeah, good. Oh, by the way, Jen, I have to say, I did enjoy your tweet about that famous goal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Twitter's a great place when it's uh, when it's handled right, and the sport and football is uh, it's in abundance. So, yeah, thanks for that. All right. Thanks, Jed. Good to hear from you. It's uh, six minutes before one on Manx Radio. Uh, so can you design your own parking? Well, you, it opens a whole new uh, a can of worms, doesn't it? Designing your own new parking desk. Far too many drug users on the Isle of Man, says Texter 505. They always compare their crimes with child abuse because the courts are seemingly harder on druggies. Uh, the Isle of Man is now a safe haven for all kinds of drug taking, says Donald. 
uh, and its undesirables. Uh, it's good to see the Isle of Man is getting cleaner with those people being sent to jail. Uh, Texter922 says, yes, there is a florist in um, uh, Ramsey. In fact, there are two Marianne's on Tower Road and Sarah's in Parliament Street. You can also get bouquets in ShopRite and the co-op in Ramsey as well. So there is floral supply in Ramsey, legislation, legislation, legislation. Protect our children, please. Stop prosecuting the children. This has been going on for 25 years, and there is no learning. Now, the health minister has been quizzed this morning over how the Isle of Man's health system will support a population of 100,000. Now, that's the number that the government hopes to reach by 2037. So that's kind of in touching distance. It's 14 years in line with the economic strategy approved by Timul last year. So today uh, in uh, Keys, it was the former health minister, David Ashford, MHK, now Douglas North MHK, of course, plain backbencher, who was firing questions at the minister, Laurie Hooper. You will see an increase of numbers of patients per GP. That is predominantly, though, because of refocusing and reforming primary care around broader health professionals, so that hopefully the reliance will be less on GPs and a bit more on other primary care specialists like pharmacists or allied health professionals also providing some of the service and taking some of the burden. Uh, again, Sir Jonathan's forecasts were, were based on that no change element. The transformation programme is designed to radically alter the way primary care delivers, hopefully reducing the pressure on individual GPs and GP practices, but ultimately delivering a better level of care and a better standard of care for everybody. Can I, hopefully this is something the Minister can agree with. Would the Minister agree with me that if we are to be able to deliver services capable of sustaining a 100,000 population, then the absolute key to this is primary care at scale. And primary care at scale as such is a must um, and an urgent must rather than a nice to have and can the minister confirm that the pro, uh, progress of primary care at a scale is still moving at a pace? I think I would probably go a little bit further in saying the transformation of our health services are dependent on uh, delivering uh, primary care at scale as well as all of the other recommendations that came out of Sir Jonathan's report uh, and I can confirm the transformation programme is still proceeding. There he was, uh, Laurie Hooper, MHK. Just a quick word, uh, the COVID-19 booster programme closes on the 24th of February this year. The autumn booster programme will close and also uh, the COVID-19 vaccinations for 16 to 49-year-olds, not in a clinical risk group, will come to an end. Uh, to get your booster, by the way, there is a walk-in session today at Chester Street Vaccination Hub until 2.30. And if you're 12, that's 18s and over at uh, Chester Street in Douglas. And for 12s and over at Ramsey Cottage Hospital tomorrow from 2 till 4.30. Amsterdam has a huge problem with drugs gangs, says Texter 970. Not going to go away. The criminals will always be involved in drugs. That's it for Man in Line today. W-I-N-T.